Welcome back, everybody, to our podcast, The Four Coaches Conversations. Our podcast is called Inside Out. And today we are talking about money mindsets. And here with me are the four coaches. Please introduce yourselves. I'm Corden. I'm one of the four coaches. I'm the oldest coach here, so they must listen to me because I'm also the wisest. <laughs> <laughs> that should be true, yes. Hi, everyone. Coach Nicole here. I'm a wellness coach. Super excited to be speaking about this topic. And welcome to another rendition of the four coaches. Hi, everyone. I'm Liesl M. And um, I'm just here to share some insights and some knowledge today. Um, I just want to say, because this is very distracting, Nicole has a whistle. <laughs> Why does she have a whistle? <laughs> what on earth? We've got a whistle today. Just, 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 just in case I've got to break up some rumble between coach Liesl M and coach Paolo so if you do hear the whistle but we are family and family is bound to have arguments she's coach what's your name again Liesl M and I'm Excuse Paolo me, what's M your <laughs> <laughs> coach okay. Paolo M and coach Liesl M we are not related we just happen to have same initials in our surnames Okay, but she's total South African, local is like, a, I'm the foreigner guy. So yours truly, Paulo Mendes, directly from Brazil to come speak to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get going, girls. Okay. <laughs> Mommy, she's laughing at me. Yeah, yes, yeah. That way, as Africans are, you are so South African. It's just your accent that throws you away. Please, guy, dude. <laughs> yeah, so if we're going to talk about money today, and we're not just going to listen to these two fighting it out. Um, yeah, and I think the conversation is going to go around a whole lot of stuff around money. Money mindsets, your emotions around money, behaviors of money, and maybe even some practicalities. Um, we can sneak, sneak that in somewhere. Um, yeah, so... I don't know, maybe we should start with just how we all feel about money. Where, what was our upbringing, you know, how we were raised and what our, our thoughts were around money, what our parents sort of put out there that we took on and not subconsciously just taking this into our adult, adult life and, um, and how that's affected us, um, how we relate to money. I think, let me then add by saying, if we're going to, go back to our upbringing, childhood, the things we, we've, we've learned with regards to money. It starts with our thoughts and what our family members and our parents' thoughts were. And um, I've got something here on um, the different types of mindsets and thought patterns that you have. So you've got your scarcity mindset and you've got your abundance mindset. And I just want to go through the list of somebody that has a scarcity mindset. And I'm going to go through this list because a lot of things resonated with me. So scarcity mindset, for example, you would say, or I would say things like, I never have enough money. I'm not smart enough to handle money. I don't need any help with my money. I will always be poor. I always screw up on my budget. I won't ever be able to retire one day. Nothing good ever happens to me. I used to hear things, that's just to name a few, but I used to hear things like, money doesn't grow on trees. Um, if I approached my mom, for example, in terms of um, pocket money, and she didn't have, go ask your father. So I learned that the male was the person with the money and the female never had. Um, I'm not a bank. You know, all these negative things. Um, live below your means. Has anybody else here heard, you know, heard those type of phrases growing up? Or was it just me? I don't think so. Yeah. When I, <laughs> it's so funny that you should mention that because just this afternoon, my, my mother, we were sitting and talking about the kids' stationery and how the kids are just like losing their stationery left, right and center. And we're not even past the semester yet. We're not even at the semester yet. We're all the, gone past the first semester. 
and she was saying that um, Joshua lost his rubber or his eraser. His rubber. His eraser. <laughs> but Daddy, I just can't it. go back on <laughs> that right now. Sorry. Um, so he lost his eraser. Please go the way, sir. This is a message from our sponsor. We do believe in safety in relationships. Always wear a razor. (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't, it's going to cost you a lot of money. And you might have a child that spends all your budget on stationaries. (laughs) Just trying to compose myself right now. Anyway, getting back to Joshua and his eraser. Um, and, and my mother had a good talk with him about, you know, um, these things cost money and he must just do himself a favor and go and check in our yard whether there's a money tree growing. And when you spoke about, <laughs> you know, is there money and do I look like the bank? But that's exactly what I would have told Joshua, like, just, just go have a peek outside the back door and just see if there's a money tree. Um, and yet you're thinking that you're teaching them responsibility and being accountable for their actions and looking after their things, but yet you're passing on this legacy of not having money. Um, but those kind of things, it was prevalent within my home also. Um, I knew my dad was the one with the money. He was the one who was working. My mom was looking after us. So, you know, yeah, I, I can really resonate with you, with those things, really. Yeah, I can also resonate, and I don't want to um, stay with that and just move on a bit, because I, when I was growing up, exactly the same thing happened, right? Um, but I think what, for me, what, what I'm trying to teach my kids is that, yes, we were raised in a scarcity. I was raised in a scarcity mindset. Um, my dad also was the one that was a breadwinner. <clears throat> but things are so different today. Women are working. Women are maybe the breadwinners of their households. You know, so we need to change it, change that mindset of women don't have money. Mm-hmm. The thing that that is still happening though is women are still earning less than men mm. um, so they have to, to sort of do more to earn to earn as much um, but also it just raises the point that women are now also have empowered themselves to earn money you know so raising my girls is, is exactly that um, you need to be responsible for yourself don't depend on a man to get you with, because I think that was also part of when we were raised, you're going to marry a man and he's going to look after you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's such BS nowadays. I mean, um, I didn't say the word. <laughs> there was no, no I, I, I was such a great example. I, I, I agree. I agree. It is a BS. It's a belief system. Yeah. It's <laughs> lovely. <lovely-y. laughs> yeah. And I think what, what I'm trying to do now as an older woman who has been brought up the way you mentioned, Nicole, but also trying to do my own, uh, being in control of my own life and of my own finances, is that it's just like being in control of your money, for me, is being in control of your life. Because once you can control that, you can decide then how you're going to spend that money, what is important to you, what are you going to spend that money on. And if I go back to my goals, it's about, okay, do you want to spend your money every day on buying lunch at work? Simple, practical stuff. Buying lunch at work or packing your lunch. That money that you are using for things that that you could be saving on is going to cause your retirement, your investments in the future, all of those things. So what I am trying to teach the younger generation, and particularly my girls, is that start early. From your very first job, put away that money. Decide on the percentage that you're going to actually put aside. Um, and, and it shouldn't be 90%, it should be more like 60, 50% if you can. You know, from the very first job, because then you're really building that habit of, of investing in yourself, investing in your future. Um, for some, if I look at the older generation, um, my parents, and even sometimes maybe some of my older siblings, 
they, not, not my siblings, my, my parents, they would perhaps have worked till retirement and then nothing. Mm -hmm. Then your life is over. Yeah. You know, you can retire at 30 if you want to, mm -hmm. at 40 if you want to. If you just mm -hmm. planned it and change your mindset around money. 100%. And I also just want to add as a sort of like a disclaimer, I don't think in terms of our parents and the older generations that um, they were necessarily negative minded. Mm -hmm. They just wanted to preserve family life and make sure that everybody had enough and mm -hmm. they knew what they had to work <coughs> with. And I think some of the things that they would say was sort of to help um, deter us from um, making, making those mistakes and, mm. and, and maybe when they were under pressure to, to deter us from asking them for um, a little bit of financial help or asking them for money or asking them for this toy or whatever and I think that might have been their way of um, just preserving what they were yeah. trying to build for the family because our yeah. parents they were under pressure mm -hmm. and the dynamic was very different I mean we were only three children but I know how many kids were you, for example, Karen? We were seven. You know? Yeah, so so very, very, very different. Um, I'm sure a lot more pressure, mm. even though cost of living was way less. But, I mean, mm. you, you a man, you're providing for your family at seven kids. That can be a lot of pressure. So mm. you, you, you only share what you know. And, I mean, yeah. if all you know is don't go, I don't have a money tree or, mm. you know, I'm going to go rob a bank or whatever the, the, the silly negative mindset thought is, I think it was just a waste. I just want to put that out there first. And mm. yeah. it's not that our parents or relatives were negative people mm. or even aware that they had this negative mindset towards mm. finances. Yeah. But now that we are aware, what are we going to do about it? Exactly. And how are we going to change our future? I love what you said about your girls' garden mm -hmm. because you are teaching them practical things to really think about how to control money. Money doesn't control me. I control money. Therefore, I decide what I do with it. Mm. So I think it's so, so powerful. Yeah, that's true. And just to go back quickly to the old generation, and I thank you for correcting me there because at what I mean to say is not really my parents, but that generation. Mm -hmm. And we were, we still all grew up in, you go to school, you get a degree maybe, if you could afford it, you raise a, get married, raise a family, and you work 40, 50 years, and then you... And that's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Then there's nothing to enjoy mm -hmm. at the end of it. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just a change of the mindset and investments and... But I, sorry, Paolo, do you want to go? No, go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah. So, but I do think that, you know, the generation before our parents' generation um, had a specific goal of how to raise their kids. And our, gen our parents, their generation, had a specific goal to improve the lives of their children because of their experiences. Same happens here. Mm. We want to improve the lives of our children through learning from our parents as well as their generation mm. or the generation before theirs. So what I'm trying to say is that evolution and just change happens all the time and that sometimes it might be that my great-grandmother believed that money controlled her and brought her happiness, but two generations down, we now manifest money and we believe that money can bring mm. us happiness and um, we have a different outlook on money. Mm. Um, but not only because of what we've learned, but because of what our parents, yeah. the older generations have taught us. Yeah. Okay, so here's my question. To what extent are we really making strides in that change? Or is it more at this point no judgment but are we at this point effectively making those changes in our own lives and in the lives of our children or are we just excited about having a different way of thinking now and we are still subconsciously being held by those limiting beliefs mm -hmm. um, let me throw a spin in the works here I'm a white male foreigner. 
I'm from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, right? And since the day I arrived in South Africa 25 years ago, I, I it was in Cape Town. I was taken to the lighthouse in Peru, the church, and it's majority colored. And I loved it. I immediately identified with the people. The culture, the lifestyle, the warmth was so much similar to my own upbringing group in Brazil, right? In Rio de Janeiro in particular, right? And in Rio, I was teased for being too white because I'm from Swiss German descendants. So I was the white boy, like no pigmentation, get pink in the sun, right? But here's the point that I'm trying to make, or here's the point I'm making, is that that poverty mindset, those limiting beliefs, those things that we are talking about, that we heard from our parents, I grew up with that same thing. Because in my culture, although there was no uh, uh, specific culture into the racial group I was part of, because that's not how we saw ourselves. We saw ourselves as Brazilians. Didn't matter what color you were. But there was a clear understanding and self-image relation to the social class we were part of. So we were medium class, lower medium class. I grew up knowing we are lower medium class. My parents were teachers. They were missionaries. My father's focus was mostly on the church. So he had a salary income from being a teacher and a small salary income from being a pastor, right? And my mother had a income from being a teacher and a supervisor for the state education department. So she earned more than my father. With me, it was the opposite. The women earned more. Uh, the good toys would come from my auntie. It was my father's younger sister that she never married. So she had a good position, a good job. So she would spoil us because my parents couldn't spoil us. So she would spoil us with an extra gift, chocolates on your birthday and so on. So I grew up with the belief that the women had money. Mm-hmm. It was the opposite, yeah. right? And I grew up with the, with the and, and that wasn't that bias. I mean, my uncles, they were the business men in their families, in their respective families. And the wives were either part of the business with them or were at home raising the, the kids. So I grew up having both sides of the coin, right? But I had my own limiting beliefs. If I wanted to be spiritual like my father, if I wanted to be a, a good Christian, I shouldn't think about money. If I wanted to focus on my faith, and I mean, time and time again, I heard my father saying, it's better to have a salvation than to have that much money. What that much money? You cannot take money in a coffin with you. There are no drawers in a coffin. You cannot take money with you when you go. Yeah. Right. So there was a lot of religious and I want to make that clear, not faith, not faith. There was a lot of religious misconductive beliefs, misconstructive beliefs, misleading beliefs, a lot of religious mindsets Mm. that comes from all the way from the medieval times Mm. from, you know, it's easy to manipulate people when they are not the ones with the money, when they are not the ones with the power. And at the end of the day, that's what money does. It gives you the power to act. It gives you the power to be an influence. It gives you the power to make a difference. It gives you the power to fund the decisions and the choices you want to go with. If you don't have money, you got to take what you get. Who heard the expression, beggars can't be choosers? It's one of those thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> right? Beggars can't be choosers. You get what you you take you get take you take what, you take, take what, what you, you get. get. Yeah. yeah. You take what you can get. Mm-hmm. Right? Sorry for the English confusion here. So uh when I when I started coaching clients in, in Cape Town in the last four or five years, and I started coming across a lot of the people having this mindset and 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 some of them used to associate it to oh but that's because of where i come from that's my culture that's my race and i say no wait a second that's not your color that's not your race yes there was the injustice that happened with apartheid yes there was the injustice that happened with the separation but this mindset identity root feeling of what you are worth 
and translates into your relationship with money is not your race, it's not your color. It's a poverty mindset. Mm -hmm. So we need to make that, I just want to make that clear distinction. Your color, your race, your upbringing, yes, those created challenges. <coughs> but I had challenges of my own being a poor Christian white boy, seeing myself as I'm not worth it. And the lies of religion, again, not faith, not the Bible, not the scriptures, because that's not in the scriptures. Religion, that said, if you want to be a good person and if you want to honor God and if you want to do all those things, you shouldn't worry about money, obey the authorities, have your job, be a good employee. So my idea of success in life was I'm going to get a good job and be at the top of that ladder in the company career opportunities. And my uncles that were the business people, uh, we were always pointed out how some of them were schemers, some of them were, you know, dodgy, some of them were this or that. And having that better life was for the other people mm. that either were corrupt or the ones that were special. Yeah. Not for me. I was to be a good guy. Mm. And then I shouldn't think about being wealthy because that was not dignifying. It was not Christian-like. That was not Christian-like. <laughs> and that is a big lie from the devil. And I don't want to get religious here, but if you look in the scriptures, every promise of God was to prosper the people yeah. of Israel. Every promise from God was to bless them with prosperity. And who holds the money in the world? Again, let's start a discussion here. But have you seen a Jew broke? Have you seen a Jew in, in poverty? Have you seen in the Muslim community how they help one another? how they come together to bless one another. So that is a mindset. And yet, some of my Muslim clients are struggling financially because of a poverty mindset, because they mistake religious teaching with faith and relationship with money. So I want to invite us in our, in our next 20 minutes or 15 minutes to deep dive into that poverty mindset and what steps can we give our listeners to overcome that in their identity, in how they see themselves, in how they can overcome that cultural identity lie and know that you are worth it. You are worth a better life. Whatever lie was told you about who you are and why you are who you are. Now, as adults, we have the power to make those choices and changes. And believing is awesome. It starts with that. And I love that as a mental health coach, you focus a lot on that, Lisa. Mm. And I honor you for that. Because you have a voice of power that, both from coming from a color community, from being a woman, and from being a woman that is focused on helping people, mm. as, as so is Nicole and Karen. right? And you bring three different approaches here. One from your, your relationship with your body, your relationship with your beliefs and your relationship with your mind. Mm -hmm. right? That's what wisdom does, right? Mm -hmm. You start looking inwards for growth, mm -hmm. yeah. not inwards for pain. Mm -hmm. yeah. right? I think, you know, you, you, you touch on a very important part of eradicating the poverty mindset, which is your beliefs. Um, and that's basically where the core issue lies is what we believe because what we believe we will eventually kind of get to right or we'll get to our goals because we believe in ourselves we believe that we are worth it right mm -hmm. and unfortunately um in this country we've been told that we're not worth it not only as not only as far as the race is concerned but also as far as gender is concerned. Um, and I think the first step to kind of eradicating that poverty mindset is to expand your beliefs about what is available to you. What is available to me is available to you, Paolo, to you, Karen, and to you, Nicole, and for every other listener here. The world is your oyster. There is abundance. There, there is abundance. And so you need to first start believing that mm. before you can even try and attempt, or sorry, not try and attempt, attempt at reaching that. 
which is available to you. So uh, in preparation for this podcast, I really looked hard at what is it that we believe about ourselves that would eradicate the poverty mindset. Not about what we, where we, we have to honor where we come from. We have to honor the fact that we've been through struggles as women, as, as people of color, as we, we have to honor that and we have to respect that and we have to acknowledge it and we have to accept it. But now we need to start thinking about what do you believe is available to yourself? Mm-hmm. So if, um, and I, I'm going to share this because what's her name, Kanye yeah she I'm gonna be slashed for pronouncing the name wrong but in any case um, she says money 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 loves me I I believe that money money likes me it recognizes me it sees me in a room full of people and it will come to me and I think that money is not only available to mr. Musk Money is not only available to your celebrities. Fame is not only available to your celebrities. It's available to anybody. But you need to believe that it is available to you. Yeah, I like that, that, that what you're saying is you have all the social, different social backgrounds, all the different types of people, but it, ultimately it starts with you. What do you want to change? What do you want to see differently? Mm-hmm. And... And the question Paolo was, I think part of the question Paolo was asking, how do we get out of that mindset to, to think more abundantly, you know? And mm. um, and I think for me, it, it starts that I'm worthy of mm. that abundance. You know, always think it can't be for me. It's not for me. I'm, I'm not worthy of it. But you, everybody is worthy of that. And if we start opening up and, and seeing what our own value system is, that all of those things are available to us. So how do we, not how do we, I think just, and it's, it's not that we just decide that we're going to shift that belief, but start looking within and then start seeing, okay, what of the generations of stuff that you were told and ingrained in your mind, what of that is actually not true? Mm-hmm. You know, so, and make your own truth, start your own parts and... And change that mindset, you know. I think we're, we're all very worthy of it. And then what choices do you make then? Wow, it's so interesting. I could listen to you guys like for hours. <laughs> I'm just like soaking up all the wisdom over here. But it's back to, I believe that the, the opposite of poverty is abundance. And the only way you're going to change that is by being curious. Do you want to know more? and being intentional about wanting to learn more. But sometimes people, the, the, the environment and that environment of poverty is just so strong mm-hmm. that they cannot see beyond that for themselves. Also, they don't physically get out to a place where they can see something different and this might be the only environment I ever see. Then what? What's the hope for that child and what's the hope for that person? So if it's listening to this and you find yourself in a place where you cannot get out of your environment yet. and yet, <laughs> cannot get out of your environment yet, I want you to start being intentional about noticing the abundance that is in your environment. I want to use the example of picture um, an infinite, the infinite golden sea of the universe. I want you to picture yourself in the universe and you've got this golden sea and it's like literally sparkling full of gold and diamonds and that's the sea of the universe. And you, you, you're looking at the sea and as far as you are, I can see there's, apps, there's just sparkles, gold and, and like nothingness. It just stretches for eons and eons and eons. And you're taking this all in and you realize, you know what, and you go to the, the sea and you touch the water and you feel the cold water of the sea on your hands and you realize this water is made of gold. Right? And it's flowing through your hands and you're starting to 
have this sense of abundance because as you know as far as the eye can see the sea is this ocean is going and you can make a choice you can go to this ocean with your wheelbarrow or you can go to this ocean with your little cup that has cracks in and whenever you you know go to the sea and you dish up this water with your cup the golden sea turns into money and you can go to that sea with your cup or with your wheelbarrow it's an overflow so whether you go to that sea with your little broken cup or with your wheelbarrow you are going to get that abundance and you might as well go to that ocean with your wheelbarrow because it's overflowing and there's tens, twenties, fifties, hundred rand notes in this wheelbarrow and it's just overflowing and now you can give freely to everybody else and the sea is just, the ocean is just one example. But I wake up in the morning and I look at the trees for example. Have you ever attempted to count every single leaf on a tree? That's abundance. That's mindfulness for you. Have you ever looked up at the sky at night and attempted to count all the stars in the sky? That's abundance. If, 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 if God is not there to show you how much abundance we have within things around you, if you're not prepared to just open your eyes and notice, you are never going to see that abundance you might be in a place where the poverty is so rife and your 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 area might just be a little bit filthy and it's sandy but if you change your mindset have you ever made the attempt to count every grain of sand you know just shifting that thought pattern to wow i've got so much i i, I honestly believe that it's just going to open up so much more for you and it's going to change but you've got to be intentional about it okay so i want to go back to that for each of us to to give a takeaway for the listeners in the end um, i'm listening to you nicole and and i'm thinking what about the person, like you say, that it's it's stuck on a situation where we want to believe, but our reality just seems to grim, right? It, it's like the bills are coming, my income is not going to be enough. What do I do? Visualizing the gold is great, but I, if you can give me a uh, hundred um, rent, it would be better right now than that sea of gold mm. in my imagination. Mm. So, uh, uh, to somebody that is dealing with that level of reality where they want to overcome the negative, the poverty mindset, but they stuck with a situation that the reality seems so much bigger than any dream could be, mm. right? To that person, I want to say then, start, like you say, be intentional, right? Start by saying to yourself, it is possible. It is possible. This is where I am, but this is not who I am. It does not define me. This does not mm. define me. Where I am right now does not define who I am mm. and what my life will always be. Mm. So say to yourself, it is possible. I, I love listening to some of the uh, 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 talks by Les Brown. He's so great on that. And there's an audio, there's a, there's, a, there's a talk that he does that is called about dream. It's talk, it, the title on YouTube is Dream. And you can, you can, you can go and search dream-les brown. And it's a, it's a big video, has a few other people talking it, inclusive, uh, uh, including Will Smith and all uh, controversies aside about him and 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 mm. and the other uh, 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 Chris Rock, um, but uh, uh, Will Smith says something so so powerful in that video where there's a point that he says, you know, uh, uh, success and having a great life is not for the special and only for the celebrity. Is not only for those that are chosen, it's available to all of us. 
you know, and, and we gotta believe, it starts by us believing it's possible. Mm. Who I am right now, where I am right now, is not where I have to end. It's not the definition <laughs> of who I am. Mm. Uh, Les Brown has another talk where he, he gives an example of what a teacher said to him, do not let people's opinion of you define your reality. Because that's all it is, their opinion. Mm. But your reality will be what you believe you are. Mm. So, uh, uh, and then he quotes something about his son where he's playing a game with his son. And his son keeps on losing. And he said, enough now. You lost enough times. Give up now. And his son said to him, it's not over until I win. And then he continues the talk, and in the end of the talk, uh, there's a scene of Rocky Balboa climbing the, the mountain, the ice and everything. And he says, dare to dream. When people agree with you, and people you share your dreams and people laugh at your face. When you say that you're going to change your life and you're going to be wealthy, and you're going to have better finances, and they don't believe in you. And when you depend on people that say they're going to support you and they don't. When the lights are out because you can't pay the bills, but you still keep believing and you tell yourself, it's not over until I win. Sometimes, actually not sometimes, in truth, if you want to break away from the poverty mindset and start leaving that abundance, abundance, the Lisa is talking about, you know, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta start making those affirmations. Mon money loves me. I attract money. Like Nicole say, you know, be intentional about visualize the, the 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 abundance image, the dream, the 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 vision, right? And Karen is talking about overcome those beliefs. Start not only believing for yourself but teaching the next generation. Many times you're going to have to go against everything that is around you and keep telling yourself, it's not over until I win. I mean, I just want to... And believe it's possible. Hmm. And when you were talking about, like we were talking about, like from the poverty and going, but I mean, I've seen so many people that had money, came onto money and now now live with nothing. Hmm. It's, 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 it's a similar mindset. It's just like hmm. you think this money is just abundant and then you also you need to have respect and know how to use it mm -hmm. and um yeah so so for for me what that brought up was about you know earning a lot or having a lot of mon money won't necessarily make you wealthy unless you know exactly what to do beautiful. with it or how to use it beautiful yeah. wealth is completely different from having money and being conscious of that wealth is even more complicated than, than, than what anybody can mm. say. It's complicated. So you're saying, instead of aiming for being rich, aim for being Be prosperous. Yes. And money is just a part of that. That's right. There you go. So the way to overcome the poverty mindset is to develop a prosperous mindset. That's right. I agree. What do you want me to say? You well, we, we've, been, we've, been, we've been in a workshop about finances. Oh, what, wow. what can you share from that? Um, well, how to put me on the spot, Paola? No, no. My, my I'm, mind I'm, was I'm, furthest from... from no. Okay, where is your mind? <laughs> I don't know. My mind is just, uh, right now, just listening to everything that all of you are saying. Like, you've got to be the hero in your own life. I just feel like mm -hmm. I've got to be the hero in my own life and make my own path. Mm -hmm. Nobody else is going to do that for mm -hmm. me. And mm -hmm. gosh, if I could leave anybody with anything, it would be be the superhero in your own life. Absolutely. Take control, take ownership. Yeah. Absolutely. You can design yeah. your life, mm -hmm. live by design, mm -hmm. any way you choose fit. Yeah. I, I've, I've just got a few thoughts about that. And, and you asked for like a summary and what do we want to leave with the, with the listeners. Firstly, we need to change our language. So we need to change our language the way we speak to ourselves. Because when we broke them, we say, oh no, I'm broke ass, you know? Mm. I don't know what to do next. Change that by saying something like, I will know soon enough. 
what to do. I'll know what to do soon enough. That's changing mm-hmm. the way we speak to ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's changing our self-belief. Mm-hmm. Then there's, there's, there's this, this, um, this quote from, because I'm, I'm reading John C. Maxwell, um, and, and there's this quote that says, it's not what you are that holds you back. Yeah, no, it's not what, yeah, it's not what you are that holds you back. And I think you made reference to that. It's what you think you're not. Hmm. That's so true. Yeah, it, it, it came out so strongly and it just screamed out at me when I read this because we think we're not rich, so therefore we are not rich. Yeah. We think we can't achieve something. And we don't. And therefore we don't. We think we're not enough. And therefore we're not. So the way that we start thinking and the way that we start talking to ourselves and to our children and to every other person that we meet in our lives, that needs to change. So our language needs to change. So it starts by becoming more, instead of self-conscious, I don't have this, I don't have that, become more self-aware how I think and how I talk, how I talk about things. Yeah. So could I add? I love Uh it just in terms of things that people could say. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to read out a few money mindset affirmations and nice. hopefully they can adopt that. Is is that other one in there? Money comes into my bank account all the time. We can add that. Please I do. I like that. Yes. <laughs> so do you want us to add the money to your account or to add that phrase to the group? Both. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> These ones I really love. I have enough for my needs and can save for my wants. I have, I am always learning new things. I love this one. I learn so much from others who can teach. Mm. I love that one. Mm. So, Mm. so much. I am working hard every day to change our family's path. I keep trying, tweaking and adjusting. So that one, that one's so special because uh, leave room for a little bit of failure, fail forward. Mm. If it doesn't work out, try, tweak, adjust. Um, Mm. And with careful planning, and hard work, I can have a great life. Mm-hmm. So definitely resonate with what you were saying. You know, you've got to, you can get all that money, lose it, if you don't plan, if you don't know how to work with it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Can I add one to this? Yes, please. Sorry. <laughs> no, this is one that I also just heard and I, I really love. And it says, money comes to me easily and freely. There money comes to oh. me easily and freely. And that really. is, I love it, it flows into my bank account all the oh. time. So I was attending, I'm always attending webinars and masterclasses and things about uh, uh, finances and, and becoming, uh, uh, growing, becoming more successful in whatever area of our lives, right? Because I want to develop, I want to grow, I want to learn from people that are doing better. And there were three things that uh, were emphasized a lot in this webinar that I was watching. One is that wealthy people people that not not just people that have money but people that have a wealthy life they have good relationships they have good marriages good relationship with the children they have a good social status they can travel they have time to plan the things so that's wealth it's not just money mm-hmm. they have a good mind right good people that care for others so uh, why should you want to be wealthy why should you want to have a better life First, so you can bring security to your family. Because having financial security then gives you the opportunity for the second option, which is because you want to be able to live your dreams and help your family and your children live their dreams. And third, because and, and why do you want to live your dreams? Because when you experience different things, you grow, you change. Mm-hmm. Right? How do you get out of that poverty mindset if you're stuck in an environment? that is so negative. You've got to see other things that show you there's more out there that is available, right? Uh, But remember, social media and TV teach you that it's great to have that big life, but the people they are living out there, they have that big life. They're either corrupt or they're compromised. So it shows you the world you should want, but why it's not for you? It's a dual, Mm. it's a compromising message. Rich people always depicted as either the, the bad people 
or the unattainable saint that is never going to be you, mm-hmm. right? So three things, if you want to become wealthier, be honest with yourself. Where are you financially? Where are you in your mindset? Where are you in your beliefs? Be honest with yourself. Not condemnation, but be honest. Where am I? And what do I need to do to move forward? Mm-hmm. Second thing is, People that are wealthy, they have clear goals that they write down where they want to be. Because if you have a direction, that's going to help you make better choices. Mm. Right? If I know I want to purchase that toy, my auntie told me that you want to purchase that other toy or that bike or that thing, then save your money like you were telling your girls, right? Save your money so you have a reason why you're doing something. Mm. Right? So, number one, you are honest with yourself. Tell yourself where you are. Number two, write down what you want so it helps you make better choices. And number three, you are always learning. People that have a wealthy mindset, they have a better life, they always learning how to improve where they are to where they want to become, to where they want to be and who they want to become. Mm. Can I say a last word or we understand? Can we do last words? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Because mm. I got lots. <laughs> lots of <laughs> last word. Yeah. Duh. Okay, my, my last thing is what I started with really is saying, like being in control of your money is being in control of your life. And in order to be in control, you need to make conscious choices about how you're going to spend that money. Um, and... In conjunction with that is what you refer to is have that goal. What do you want? How do you see your life? And you focus on getting there, not focusing on what are people going to see? My brand new car, which I had to take on credit, that's not getting me towards my goal. There's nothing wrong about having a car on credit. I'm just saying focus on what you want and, and let that be your driving force on what you actually do with your money and that's what I meant about making conscious choices mm. on how you spend it. That's very good. That's very good. Lovely. Okay, so I'm I'm into the mindset thing, right? So so I love affirmations and I love speaking things out into existence. So I have this thing that I've that I've written and it goes something like this it's about no longer being the kind of person who takes what she can get what you're speaking about earlier and finally becoming the person who creates exactly what she wants Mm. it's about setting those goals it's about making those conscious choices it's about detaching yourself seeing the goal but detaching yourself from it and just working and having fun doing it. Mm. Um, and then eventually get to your goal. Mm. Um, but And forgetting what the opinions are. Mm. Detaching yourself from yeah. the outcome. But I Absolutely. Because you're also taking the anxiety out of it. It's having fun with it. Exactly. It's mm. about, let me just check if I can do this, man. That's, that's my latest goal. I just want to add that I think we're going to continue a bit more on that subject because there's so much more that we can so add Absolutely. Yeah. We haven't even touched on the fact that money is currency and currency is energy. There you go. Oh, there's so much to be talked about that. So we're going to have a money mindset too. I yep. think so. I think we should. But Nicole, please have your final words for today. <laughs> <laughs> Any last words, young lady? Any last words? You, did you notice you did not use the whistle? I know. I was sitting here thinking we almost died. I didn't have to use the whistle. And my final words are, I'm Coach Nicole. And I am a money magnet. There we go. <laughs> All right. So let's say goodbye, ladies. I am Liesl M, and thanks for joining us. I hope that you had a few wise nuggets. Nuggets, my new thing. Nuggets. Like gold nuggets. Like, like gold, nuggets, gold nuggets, yeah. From this podcast, and hope to see you soon again. And For please. part two? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, part two. Part two, next month. Karen? Signing out, Karen M, 
as well. Do you really like it? We are family. I'm special. I got all my sisters and me. Well, there's always an adopted one. So. <laughs> I'm special. <laughs> uh, then, yeah, I was going to say, I am the accountant in this for coaches um, podcast as well. So maybe next time I'll have some lovely practical advice. Oh, lovely. Oh, we love that. Oh, that would be so that. nice. I'm sure the listeners yeah. would love that. They. Definitely. Please tell us what you want to hear. What, what, since there is a part you for money mindset, right? When you listen to this podcast, make comments and write to us and contact us and tell us what you want to know. What would you like to hear about money mindset? What are the questions that you want to hear? So Coach Nicole, ah, please give us the social media handles, please. Okay, so you can email all your questions to the four coaches at gmail.com and that is the number four so the four coaches at gmail.com and then also find us on our instagram handle at the four coaches underscore inside out and that's the number four not the word four thank you all right, all right, all right. this is coach paulo signing out <laughs> the brazilian and i just want to say you know get you 10 cent coins or get you 20. Do we have 25 cent coins? No, you no? don't. <laughs> Guys, here comes the dad joke. Uh, okay, get you 10 cents joke, and then 10 cents, is a, <laughs> 10 cents is a dime, right? Get a 10 cents, get two 10 cent coins, put them in between your thumb and your index finger, index finger and then you shift them, pressing them against one another, rubbing them against one another. That's a pair of dimes shifting, a paradigm shift. That's what you need to go from a broke mindset to a prosperity mindset, a prosperous mindset. So this is us, the four coaches, inside out, signing out. Hope you're having an awesome paradigm shift. Well done. <laughs>